Hello and welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we will be talking all about fat burning mode. And today I'm joined by an optimal health coach, podcaster and a business consultant that started her business Better Life Now right after graduating from university. And after over a decade of coaching clients, she started Salad with a Side of Fries podcast to help pay forward and reach a larger audience to teach the nutrition education we're all supposed to know, but no one ever taught us. Please welcome Jennifer Trepek. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am, you know, so great to have you here and I'm super excited about today's topic just because I think there is so much misinformation and confusion, you know, around that whole topic. So I'm excited. Absolutely. I want to start off by talking about probably, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to fat burning and that is keto diet. Yeah. Do you, do you mind? <laughs> you can hear my enthusiasm for yes. the keto diet, right? <laughs> exactly. Do you mind sharing a little bit more of, you know, well, first of all, what it is and why it's not really helping, you know, with burning fat? Right. So the purpose of a keto diet is to induce our body into a state called ketosis, Mm. whereby our body is burning fat instead of burning carbohydrates. So the way keto is designed, what you eat is a very high fat, moderate protein, low carb nutrition plan so that you're eliminating all the carbohydrates, forces the liver to basically use the fat stored on your body to fuel your brain. And it was actually originally designed for epilepsy Mm -hmm. and epilepsy in kids because it shifts how our brain functions a bit when our brain is functioning from fat versus from carbohydrates. Right. Having said that, (laughs) it doesn't mean that everyone is better functioning this way. Right. And it's, it also has some detrimental side effects when followed long-term. So First, one of my personal pet peeves with keto is that it is absolutely unforgiving. So the way it works is that you have to be super consistent eating that way in order for your body to induce the liver into this mode. Right, right. So you can't have a treat. You Mm. can't have, you know, maybe a larger dose of carbohydrates at a meal. Because what happens is it flips a switch and converts your body out of ketosis Mm. instantly. And then you literally, it's not just like starting all over, you're literally starting all over. Mm. So that's my pet peeve. I feel like keto doesn't allow for life to happen. Exactly. (laughs) Well, it's not sustainable. You know, it's not, exactly. it's not sustainable. It's not, I mean, you can maybe do it for a week or two, but it's like you constantly have that feeling that you're uh, restricted. 
Right. And there are like some of them recommend that you take these MCTs, mm -hmm. which a lot of them are made from coconut oil and it's they're medium chain triglycerides. That's what MCT stands for. Okay. And the idea is that by taking those, you're adding extra fat okay. and it potentially gives you a little more freedom to eat some other carbohydrates. But I just think the average person in trying to follow this isn't probably eight out of 10 aren't doing it right. exactly as it's supposed to be done. And this is one of those things where if you're not doing it exactly how it's supposed to be done, it's not mm. going to work. Exactly. Um, there are like those keto test strips that people use, but the challenge there is that it's looking at a single point in time. Mm. It's so it's also not necessarily the best measure and long-term you, you're likely to become constipated, have higher cholesterol, slowing growth, um, kidney stones, acidosis. Like it's really a lot of time, bad breath. Mm. Um, there's just a whole host of side effects that, I mean, we pick our battles. Right. The th I think, you know, what we're going to talk about more today is really that like you don't have to do this to put your body into a fat burning Zone. Right, right, right. Well, one thing I was going to say is, I mean, is it any type of fat or is it just healthy type of fat? So, exactly. So, keto recommendations. There is, there is a difference there. I mean, <laughs> right, right. And that's another pet peeve is that keto is focusing on fat and full fat, not ah. quality fat. Okay. And so, again, there's a lot of room for people to do this in different ways, right? right? But there's a lot of dairy fat in mm. keto recipes. It doesn't, it just focuses on high fat rather right. than looking at, you know, the quality of that fat. Right, right, right. How, so stay away from keto. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got that out of the way. Right. <laughs> so how do we get into the fat burning, um, you know, more, uh, mode where we can burn more fat or, or even start burning fat at all? There's two pieces to this. One is nutrition mm -hmm. and one is activity. Mm. So I'm going to start with the activity because I think it's a little faster to explain. Right. Muscle dictates metabolism. So if we have more muscle on our body than we have fat, we are in a fat burning mode. Mm. If we have more fat on our body than we have muscle, we're not burning fat. <laughs> so, right, right. So when it comes to exercise and activity, I'm a big proponent of using weights. It could mm. also be your own body weight, but you have to do resistance exercise. One of, my, one of the doctors that I work with and I love to learn from her says, I want you to pick up heavy things and put them back down. And I want mm. you to pick up heavy things and put them back down. And that's what it is, right? We have to build muscle especially for women, I know a lot of your listeners are women and moms, right. are quads. Like a lot of women tend to carry their weight in the lower body. And so we resist working out things that we think are going to like build up our legs. Right, 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 right. right. But your quads are your largest single muscle group. Mm -hmm. So those are big metabolic boosters if we can build our quad muscles. So, and it's not going to make you huge. Frankly, women, we don't have enough testosterone yes, to yes. really get so big and bulky like we're afraid of. So I recommend to everybody, 
build muscle. Muscle dictates metabolism. So you don't have to spend hours on an elliptical or hours running, build muscle, and you'll likely see a much bigger difference in your body composition. Yes. Yes. Through that. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I used to, um, you know, after I, I stopped playing tennis, I used to run a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I love running. I still run, but I think I used to run like up to six days a week. Yeah. You know? And then at one point I said, you know what? I really got to mix it up a little bit because just running and it's just not, you know, it's not healthy. It's, and I, it's not like I was running, you know, long distances, but still, so I started doing like a little, like, you know, toning workouts and, and um, mm-hmm. just like with the resistance band and so on. And amazing, really. I mean, I love it. I love it. And I feel so much better. And, you know, and it's not about, you know, building the huge muscles or, you know, looking right. like a bodybuilder. It's not about that. But I just feel so great, really. Yeah. And it's interesting. We'll talk about the nutrition piece in a second. But with cardio and running, especially with running, you'll notice a lot of runners tend to be very lean on top, mm, right? Yes, yes. And what happens when we're working out to fuel that exercise, once we burn through the glycogen stores, our body is likely to fuel itself with inactive muscle. Mm. So if we're, you know, pedaling all the time, or if we're running all the time, our body will use that inactive upper body muscle to fuel the very active cardiovascular workout. So we need to balance that. We need to make sure because if our body uses our muscle as fuel, that's lowering our muscle percentage, which is the opposite of what we want. We want more muscle on our body to be burning fuel all the time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I say, I think one of the biggest misconceptions around exercise and weight management is cardio. Yes. You know, Listen, cardio is important. You got to use your heart as a muscle. But we can also do that in other ways that also build strength. I agree. I agree. And we feel like, you know, in order to lose weight, we have to go run. We have to, sure, we have to move. But as you said, you know, we also got to build that muscle, you know? Right. I mean, I can't run. I don't know how to run. I'm sure, Mm. like, I think there's form and method that I never learned. (laughs) I run and feel like I am instantly going to die. And so... I just, I don't think you should do things that make you feel like you're going to die. No, absolutely not. (laughs) But you know, I have to, I have to say, I have days where I'll go out for a run and then I feel like my, you know, like there is no coordination. My, my legs and my arms, it's like, they're not mine, you know? (laughs) Right. I know. And everybody says, oh, you have to run long enough to get past the feeling of you're going to die. And I was like, I can't. I, I no. I, always, I think that is my survival mode of no. Exactly. And I always say, you know what, if it doesn't speak to you, you know, there's so exactly. many other ways of being active and of, you know, getting in that cardio. I mean, if running is not your thing, well then, you know, find the next thing, find, right. find what, what is your thing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm particular to a bar workout, you know, B-A-R. that uses like a ballet bar. Yes, yes, Um, yes. It's tremendously difficult. I've been doing it for 15 years almost, and it's completely transformed my body and my strength. Uh, So I highly recommend that. But you're right. It's like find something that you enjoy that you're actually going to do. 
Exactly. And then that, do mo- it. that motivates you, that gets you excited that, you know, and not like, oh, you know, I got to work out. Oof. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel about running. Yeah. (laughs) Scratch it off your list. Right. Exactly. So, all right. Jumping to the other piece, which is the nutrition. Right. So I like to describe this. This was an old American TV show, but do you know, I love Lucy. I've heard of it, but I've never actually watched it. Okay, so there's an episode, and she was very funny. She was a comedian, and everything was a little slapstick, uh-huh. you know, but um, just all about the comedic value, you know, mm-hmm. and stories, and she would get herself into these bizarre situations. So in one episode, she and her friend went to go work at a candy factory, okay. and they were placed on a station at this candy factory where the candies would come down the conveyor belt. Their job was to wrap the candy and put it back on the conveyor belt for the next station. Okay. So when the conveyor belt started, it started kind of slow. Right, right, And they could wrap the candy, put it back on, and it, you know, everything was fine. And then it started to speed up. (sighs) And by the way, like, the whole thing is that the woman who was – you know, running the factory was like, if there is a single piece of candy that gets to the next station, you're fired. Like, this is it. So they were petrified, right? And now the conveyor belt is speeding up and they cannot keep up to save their lives, you know? So they're like, oh my God. So instead of wrapping the candies because they couldn't keep up, they were literally grabbing the candies off the conveyor belt and shoving them in their pockets, in their hat, in their mouth, anywhere that they could so that an unwrapped candy didn't get to the next station. So our body sort of operates the same way. So when food comes at a nice, even pace, Mm. our body produces insulin the insulin carries the fuel to our muscles and our cell and our cells and our brain to use for energy. Now, when it comes at a nice even pace, everything works as it can. When the conveyor belt speeds up because mm. we have eaten high glycemic foods, right? The foods that spike our blood sugar or we've eaten too much, that conveyor belt speeds up. We've like flipped the switch. Right. The conveyor belt speeds up. Our body overproduces insulin to try to compensate for that because it's like, oh my God, I need to handle this, right? Exactly, yeah. But here's the thing. Our muscles and our cells and our brain can only take in so much fuel at a time. Mm. So all of that extra fuel and all that extra insulin are stored in our fat cells because our fat cells never close. Right. Right. Jerks, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? They're not playing along. No. So that's when our blood sugar is too high. Mm. Okay? The other extreme of our blood sugar being too low. So yeah. this might be because we've waited too long to eat something. Mm. Or we didn't eat enough. Okay? Our body doesn't realize that there's a refrigerator full of food that we're just choosing not to eat. Right, right, (laughs) right. right, right. Our body still operates like the caveman times when we were hunters and gatherers. Mm, mm. And as hunters and gatherers, when there was a kill, (laughs) right, a time of feast, we ate as much as we could and stored that extra fuel 
to be used in a time of famine. Right. Which is fat, right? Fat is fuel stored to be used later. Right. Well, so our body still does that. Our body doesn't realize that we're choosing not to eat this. Our body thinks it's a time of famine right, and right. says, I have to hold on to whatever I get mm. so that I can survive till the next time there's something to eat. So what happens when we don't eat enough or we wait too long, even if what we then eat is, you know, is steamed fish and vegetables, your body is storing that steamed fish and vegetables as fat. Right. So the trick to this is to keep our blood sugar in this middle zone where we're never putting our body into fat storage. Mm. So that means eating quality, nutritious meals throughout the day, right? So one of the things I teach everybody, so I taught you before, muscle dictates (laughs) metabolism. Right. The other thing is protein and fiber at every meal. Mm. Makes removing fat no big deal. Exactly, yeah. So protein is clean, lean protein. Fiber is vegetables and sometimes fruit. Mm. And a meal is really every time we eat, whether it's a snack or a meal, right? So protein and fiber. So if we concentrate on protein and fiber, we can keep our blood sugar in this middle zone where we're never putting our body into fat storage. And what happens when we are consistent in that, one, our body is actually better equipped to handle the occasional spike. Mm. Because let's be real, I'm not living a life without French fries, clearly. Exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> or without birthday cake, you of know, course. or some yeah. ice cream once in a while. Like whatever you enjoy, you want to be able to have those things. So when we eat consistently in this middle zone, our body can handle that occasional spike so that it doesn't affect you the same way that it might right now. Exactly, yeah. The other thing about that is that when we're consistent with this, our body will realize it's never a time of famine Mm. and will actually release the fat stores that it's been holding on to. Exactly, exactly. So we don't have to do keto. We can eat for nutrition and support our body, keeping our blood sugar levels even and build muscle mm. so that we can be burning fat. Exactly. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it could be really so easy, but we make it so complicated by thinking, oh, you know, or, or that, that, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that also, you know, I had a huge, I don't know, pasta meal and then a cake and oh my God. And then you hear tomorrow, I'm not eating anything. Right. Uh, hmm. It's not really how the body works. Exactly. Probably not the best solution, you know? (laughs) Right. It's like, enjoy your pasta and enjoy your cake and enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. And then by the next meal, you just get back to, you know, your healthier, normal food. Exactly. I like to call it, you know, those things as like a blip on the radar. The problem isn't the blip on the radar. The problem is when that turns into, you know, one meal turns into six months and then you're like, wait, what happened? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have one last question for any mom out there or any woman, (laughs) you know, what should be the number one thing that she should focus on when it comes to, you know, getting into this fat burning mode? Like where does she even begin? Yeah. I think 
while you can't outrun your fork, mm. right? Building muscle. Okay. Because if we have more muscle on our body than we have fat, yeah. we are burning fat. You know, like I said, there were really only two things that we talked about. So right, those right. would be, you know, the recommendations. But the other piece is get a scale mm-hmm. or a handheld, you know, like the brand I like is called Omeron. Okay. Um, get, use a tool that measures body fat percentage. Okay. So focus less on the number on the scale mm. and more on the body fat percentage. I mean, we do have a scale. I yeah. never get on it. I right. Don't, like, I don't care. I, I really, I'm so much more, but I have to honestly also say, I have no idea what my body fat is. <laughs> right. Well, and listen, most of us don't. Exactly. You know, yeah. I only recommend w- with clients that I'm working with to get on the scale once a month mm-hmm. at a maximum. Um, there are those people I know who get on every week and try to hide yes. it, but yes. I know. Yes. Um, and then there are those people who get on every day. And if that's you, start by taking it to once a week yes. and then eventually get to once a month so that we're learning to pay attention to our body exactly. rather than whatever's happening on that scale Yes. and measuring body fat percentage. Mm, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. But you know, I, I also live by the you know, listen to your body, you know, yeah. listen to your body because it, it, it knows best. And I think that, you know, we, I know I've said that many times before, but I just think that we're living in a society where we're constantly, you know, on the run, constantly stressed out, constantly, you know, having that feeling that we have to be available. And right. the, to the point where we've, kind of completely have forgotten how to listen to our body or the signs that it's sending us. Exactly. And when we ignore those signs, yes, a lot, that's what causes a lot of the cravings and hormonal imbalances and things like that. But part of that, right. I, I think to get back to learning to pay attention to our body, I think just look at two things, food and mood. Mm. And food and energy. Yes. So think about how you feel after Mm. you ate that meal. Do you feel really good? Exactly. If you do, awesome. And if you don't, okay, next time we're going to choose different things. And we can start to then associate what are the things I eat when I feel really good, when I feel energized. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, I think when we talk about, you know, like paying attention to our body again, people feel like it becomes this whole insurmountable spiritual practice. Mm. And it really just can be as simple as saying, how's my mood? Exactly. Do I have energy? Yes. Cool. I think one of the things that triggers us to stop paying attention to our body, and I see this most, you know, with kids Mm. and especially with moms, is you have to finish what's on your plate. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you have to whatever. And I think, you know, listen, there's a fine line and we want kids and young people to eat nutrition more than just dessert, right? So sometimes exactly. it is about, you know, you need a couple more bites of vegetables before you can have dessert. I get it. Mm. The question becomes, are they done eating because they're full or are they done eating because all they want is something sweet? Right, right, right. And, but we teach ourselves to stop paying attention 
to how our body feels mm. when we're full because a lot of times we were all told, well, you have to finish. Exactly, exactly. And then the other thing is, I think we're just bombarded with all these, you know, trends and oh, diets yeah. and, 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 you know, things that, you know, it's the new, you know, thing that you definitely have to try. Or if you want to be healthy, then this is, I mean, I cannot imagine, or I cannot tell you how many times I have the conversation of, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm eating super healthy. I'm vegan. Okay. So what do you, right. <laughs> what, so what do you eat? Oh, you know, in my store, they have all this like ready vegan stuff. And I'm like, right. Do you ever look at the like nutrition label to see what's in this super healthy vegan you know, right. stuff? And, and I think that's a lot where the confusion comes. You know, people hear vegan and they assume it's right away healthy. And gluten-free. That's yes. another one oh, where everybody's yeah, like, oh, oh, well, I'm gluten-free, so I'm healthy. So I, this is actually 50% of the mission of my podcast is to clear that up and answer those questions and debunk all the myths and confusion that we're all hearing. Yes. Um, you know, because it is confusing. It is, it is. And one of the things that I say all the time is focus less on what you're not eating mm. rather than... Um, you know, saying, okay, I'm vegan. I don't eat X, Y, and Z. Right, right. Or right. I'm gluten-free. I don't eat all yes. of these foods. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like for me, for example, I don't eat animal products. I would mm -hmm. say probably 95, 98% of the time. But you know what? Sometimes if I want to put some uh, you know, feta cheese on my salad, I do it. Sometimes if I want to yeah. eat a big ice cream, I do it. But I listen, and this is what I was going to say. A few years ago, I asked myself the question, do I really live as healthy as I think I do? And ah. then I, yes. And I started writing down all these like different, you know, aspects like sleep and hydration and, you know, food. And I started noting down uh, every time I eat something, how I feel after that, you know, energy, no energy, bloated, not bloated. I mean, you know, all this stuff, bad mood, good mood. And just within like two weeks of doing that exercise, I was able to notice and realize so many things that were like right in front of my eyes and I didn't even pay attention to them. Right. You know, like cravings and, and you know, I mean, amazing, really amazing. And, yeah. it's, and it's not about restriction. It's just about understanding your body and also understanding that there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to nutrition. We're all different. We all have like different metabolism, different background, different lifestyle. So just because, you know, somebody's, you know, your bestie is doing something, right. sure, you can give it a try. But don't listen to your body, you know, while you're, you know, while you're giving different things a try. Exactly. I actually did, um, with some of the doctors that we work with, we do a DNA test mm -hmm. that looks at how your body responds to different types of exercise and nutrients mm -hmm. and, you know, all of these kinds of things. It's strictly about lifestyle. We don't look right. at anything about diseases. We don't look at anything about your ancestry. Like it's just strictly nutrition, lifestyle, things like that. And what it said was that like 
I think it's 80% of my nutrition needs to be protein. Wow. And so for me, if I went to a plant-based diet entirely, Mm. I would have to eat so many cups of beans and so much food. There would be no time in the day for any other activity and exactly. I would never be able to leave home. And I, you know, which now maybe isn't a problem, but you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> so like, you're right. It's each of us are different and noticing, like you said, you know, just paying attention to how we're feeling and journaling is so tremendous for that. Yes, absolutely. And that's why actually I created the, you know, the Slow Evolution Planner and the Slow Evolution Journal, just because I saw how much it has helped me. And yeah, and then, I know so many people have so much resistance around writing things down. Yes, yes. But it but, helps so much. Yeah. And I was one of them. Like before I actually gave it a try, I was one of them. I was just thinking, Me too. journaling, what a waste of time. Who needs that? I mean, really, what is it, what is it going to do for me? And right, then, and I was always like, I think about this enough. What do I need to write it down for? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And then just like three weeks, two weeks, three weeks into it, I was like, oh, right oh oh wow okay okay <laughs> exactly you know so i was able to like change so many little things but these little things made such a huge impact and not in the sense of like losing weight or i don't care about the weight you know it will fall but, off exactly if that's what it's meant to do if your body is getting what it needs it will release all of the other stuff it doesn't need exactly but it was more about how i felt you know, yeah. and it, for me, it's always, as you said, not the number on the scale, because this is not important to me, but it's more important how I feel in my body, you know, yeah. whether I have that energy and whether, you know, I, I have the clear mind and the headspace. And I mean, the list is just long. Yeah. And I love what you said <laughs> about like the headspace, because for me, when I started to write things down, it mm. opened up all this mental space that used to be for keeping track of everything I ate. Yes, <laughs> where yes. Once it was on paper, it didn't have to stay in my head. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And this is what I think a lot of people, you know, don't realize or get confused or feel like it's a waste of time. I mean, I was one of right. them. <laughs> right? I yeah. think that's why we do what we do now. Exactly. Because we were those people. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But Jen, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time and for, you know, sharing your experience and your knowledge. It's very, very much appreciated. And to our audience, thanks so much for listening. And I hope that you find this episode of value and uh, we were able to clarify some uh, of the confusion around fat burning mode. And um, maybe Jennifer, you can share where our audience can uh, follow you and can, you know, get in contact with you. Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm so excited to meet your audience. Please connect. Uh, the best place is probably Instagram. Mm-hmm. My handle is at Jen Trepek, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Mm-hmm. And my podcast is Salad with a Side of Fries. So find us there. Reach out to me on Instagram. My website is betterlifenowllc.com. So you can also reach out there, but I'd love to hear from you. You know, curious to hear what your biggest takeaway was today. And thank you again for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for taking the time. I hope that's uh, definitely not the last episode that we're recording. And please do, yeah, and please do uh, go and listen to Jen's podcast because amazing information, facts, 
a lot of you know inspiring information a lot of putting a lot of confusion aside <laughs> so please do make sure that you go and listen thank you so much for listening and for being here it truly means the world to me i would love to connect with as many of you as possible so let's connect on instagram you can find me at slowvolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.